Sports, the public testimony of sports and culture from Park Place Arts in beautiful Anderson, Indiana. With me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, the dedicated one, (laughs) Reed. Good evening. I am the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy, and missing once again, the period. Out in Las Vegas somewhere, watching people do math and computer stuff, Snoop. Well, it's episode what, 115? 115. How are we doing tonight? Hey, a little chilly, but other than man. that, feel good. Feel good. That wind will cut you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're, we have entered Arctic full, blast. Full, full winter mode here. For sure. Um... So, you can find us on whatever podcast app you prefer. While you're there, give us a rating and tell some friends about us. With that, Reed, how about some sports? How about it? Oh, man. So, uh, you want to talk about uh, the Tide getting rolled? The Tide got rolled at home for the first time in four seasons. What happened? 39 games. They ran up. Hey, here's what happened. Usually people drown in the Tide. Yeah. Everybody forgot. Tigers can swim. Yeah, that's true. Tigers are one of the only cats that can swim. And they're all rested up from that beautiful uh, locker room, right, that they have? The, <laughs> yeah. like, nap areas and, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, they got the facilities. The Tide did not look like the Crimson Tide uh, on on this past Saturday. They got down, they were down 20 points at halftime. Uh-huh. Tua, the quarterback, decided just to throw the ball backwards at one point. <laughs> Uh, as he was running, what we had, uh, he just fumbled it. We had an interception called back because we had twelve defenders on the field. Uh-huh. Uh, when we went to punt, the ball hit the punter in the face mask, and he did not catch it. And LSU recovered. Uh, the defense could not stop Joe Burrows and the LSU O. We did come back within five. Lost forty-one uh, forty-six uh, was the final score. Defense couldn't stop anybody. It was ugly. Down the whole game, never had the lead. It was uh, three and a half hours of utter pain, Rowdy. It really was. A lot of pacing, a lot of yelling, a lot of cursing. Uh, Just not a great performance. And now Alabama does not control its own destiny because they lost to LSU, which is on their side of the bracket, SEC West. So now they will not make the SEC championship game to play to be played in Hotlanta on a Saturday with all the Chick-fil-A's open. Um, so right now they are uh, ranked fifth. They dropped from, from uh, what were they, third? Third or fourth to fifth. So not good. They just did not look themselves. It was one of those strange games where Saban doesn't throw his headset or cuss yeah. anybody out because they were losing. He was in Zen mode the whole time. Uh-huh. When they're losing, he doesn't yell. Really? When they're winning is when he yells Interesting. and cusses people out. Huh. So when you see Saban calm, cool, and collected on the sideline, not good. Not he, not good at all for the Tide. Huh. Had some injuries. We're young defense. We'll start about four or five freshmen on defense. Uh, just just not a good game in any phase. LSU's the real deal this year. Uh, it, it's very strange to see an LSU team with an offense. Usually they are all defense and very little offense. This year they got a really good defense and they have a really good offense. So Bayou Bengals, looking good. Now would you agree with – so before the game, uh, Mark Ingram, who I guess used to play for Alabama. Mark Ingram is 2009 Heisman Trophy winner okay. and was on the only undefeated Alabama team and won a national national title. You know, I might ago. have his autograph if he was. You do have his autograph, okay. yes, on that ball yeah. from the Super Bowl. Yeah, you do. Okay, because yep. it was a bunch of Heisman Trophy winners. Yep. Um, he before the game said that uh, basically the that um, Alabama would beat LSU like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> but then after the game, he tweeted, I'm blaming Trump for this one. Soon as they showed him at the game, we had that bad swacky. Yeah, the swacky was bad. And what did I say last week, Rowdy? I do not feel good about the big orange guy being up in the in the vanity or the the uh, box up there. So I, I, I tend to agree with him. Man. Oh, blame it on Trump. 
I've Why never not? heard of swacky, but according to the Urban Dictionary, uh, something that is swacky is something which is both word smooth word and word wacky word. <laughs> I have it's no like, what idea man? what th- I have no idea what that means, but uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was painful, quite painful. But um, hadn't lost LSU in nine years, and like I say, the f- I think we had gone thirty nine straight games at home uh, without losing. Um, not not great for Alabama. The one advantage is that we lost by less than a touchdown to the number one team, currently yeah. the number one team in the country. That's in Alabama's favor. Other than that, as Coach Saban said at his Monday press conference, the one disadvantage is that Alabama does not control their own destiny now. they got to wait for other teams to lose right. or some kind of magic happening. And Alabama has made the college football playoff every year since its inception. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a position that Alabama's used to being in. It's so. not. Now, one other time this happened to Alabama, and they made the playoffs, I think it was... I think it was the year they lost to the Poison Nuts in the playoffs. Poison Nuts went on to win the championship. Um, but, yeah, it, it not a great feeling. LSU is all jacked. Everybody's talking. Twitter was blowing up with the Bayou Bengals. Uh, their coach had an interesting uh, interesting little sound bite come out of the locker room. Yeah. With some expletives about the Crimson Tide, <laughs> which, hey, I'm not mad at that. You rolled into Tuscaloosa and, and, and brought it home. Uh, get after it. I, I may have some audio of that here. Let me okay. let me see if I can get that queued up here. Let's see. <laughs> I could listen to that guy all day. Oh yeah, he he is something else. Oh, it's coming to me. Uh, Ed Ogeron. I don't know why I blanked on that, but Ed Ogeron has that thick Creole accent. Uh, he's made some stops. Around college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was at SC for a while. Uh, he was somewhere else in the SEC before that as a defensive coordinator. But, yeah, Ed Ogeron has got the um, thick Bayou swamp uh, yeah. crawl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. And he's always, he's always um, raspy. It's always raspy. You know what his parents' names were? What? Baba and Coco. <laughs> that sounds like Edward, Louisiana. Edward Orgeron Sr. was mm. Baba, and Cornelia Orgeron was uh, Coco. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is, a, he is a full-on Cajun. Oh, without a doubt. He's a good coach, and I think he'd be a really fun coach to play with. He's yeah. animated. He's got that voice. He's always jacked up. And I'll tell you what, Coach Orgeron's got a weight set. All right, he's he got a barrel chest. He's yeah, stacked oh yeah. up. Yeah, he's got a weight set. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to mess with Coach Ogeron. Coach Ogeron and Coach Saban in the cage match, not a chance. So, what do you think this all does to the uh, college football playoff rankings? Well, college football playoff rankings came out for the uh, week two on Tuesday. LSU rockets up to number one. Poison Nuts number two. Undefeated eight zero Clemson at three. One loss, Georgia at four, okay. jumps to Alabama at uh, eight and one is five, followed by Oregon, Utah, undefeated Golden Gophers out of Minnesota, who upset Penn State Nittany Lions in Minneapolis on Saturday. Nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. They beat them down, too. That mm-hmm. was a good game. I watched a lot of that. Penn State then slides in at nine at one loss, and then one loss, Oklahoma, rounds out the top ten. So... As an Alabama fan, need Clemson and the Poison Nuts to lose, and need Georgia to lose to LSU in the uh, SEC championship. So they're a two-loss team, so they're out. Um, but it's not, it's not going to be an easy road for Bama. Bad thing is too, when Bama makes these bowl games that have no consequence, they usually get beat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Five or six years ago, they didn't make the championship game, and they got beat by Oklahoma by like twenty, twenty-four, something like that. But I don't know, man. It's tough. We'll see. But um, yeah, top four right now. If the playoffs start today, LSU, Poison Nuts, Clemson, Georgia. Hmm. So we'll just keep. Keep keeping on, okay, Rowdy, and see what's cracking next All right. week. 
I don't know what this headline means, but Wildcats aced. What does that mean? Oh my gosh, another huge upset of a dominant team. Now okay. we're switching to NCAA men's oh, basketball. Okay. The Kentucky Wildcats, number one ranked Kentucky Wildcats, dominant, most dominant team yeah. in probably the past decade in college basketball, got beat by the Evansville Purple Aces. Whoa. Huh. In Lexington at Rupp Arena, and they paid these guys $90,000 to come and play them, and they got beat. Wait, Evansville paid Kentucky? No, Kentucky paid Evansville oh. to come over to Lexington. ninety just, just to get whooped. Yeah, to okay. beat up on them. Little, What's know. the point of that? Why would you pay that much? Well, what it does in football, anyway, what it does a lot of times, like Alabama will play a team a million, pay a team a million dollars to come play them at homecoming, yeah, just so they can whoop up on somebody for homecoming. And what it does is it helps these smaller programs inject it injects cash into their programs so they can build weight rooms or expand their recruiting and or do these certain things. So really, what it does is it kind of helps these smaller teams get going. Well, Evansville. Rode home in their buses, and their bus is probably getting tricked out now with that extra 90K. <laughs> this was unbelievable. Final score of 67-64. Man. And to lose this early is probably good for Kentucky, but to lose to a Missouri Valley Conference team who is predicted to be eighth or ninth in the conference this year, huh. uh, not good. That's a trap game. They came in there, the Purple Aces came in there and took care of the Cats. I watched some of that game. That was wild. <laughs> I turned it on with like eight or nine minutes left and Evansville was up. And I was like, what is going on? And I just turned, you know, turned the station because I yeah. thought, oh, Cats are screwing around. Oh, yeah. They're playing young guys. They'll come back. No, sir. Cats got flipped. John uh, Calipari in an interview said... Mm -hmm. Evansville deserved to win the game in every aspect. They out-rebounded us. They out-toughed us. They made more threes, drove us for layups. They deserved to win. He said that they had been working on toughness because he knew that would be a key and mm. that they reverted, which, I mean... They reverted to what? Untoughness? I guess. Non-toughness? And also, like, I don't know. This just seems like dumb coach, coach speak. speak. Sure. Yeah, like who? Yeah, of course you need to be tougher than the other team, but yeah, whatever. Right. That's a that that might be the worst blemish on Calipari's record at, as a really? as a Wildcats coach. Huh. I can't think of a worse loss. There may be one, but man, not in the in the uh, recent past because that. I mean, the Purple Aces of Evansville. <laughs> I couldn't even remember. It was like my my blank out with Ed Ogeron. I couldn't even remember the Evansville like mascot when I was watching them the other night. I was like, what are they? Something aces or something? Yeah, Purple Ace. Man, not a purple. Well, that's heart. pretty cool. Yeah, right. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's great for Indiana yeah. basketball. That's pretty it's, cool. I mean, it put the Purple Aces on the map for sure. Yeah. What do you think's next for them? Oh, they probably. They, I mean, they probably <laughs> shot their whole wad. Yeah, this, that's it. This, but hey, that's yeah, a championship. That's, pretty cool. that's like winning a championship or winning the Missouri Valley Conference for them right now. Mm -hmm. Hey, or it might be the spark that gets them going. They might come up and beat all those other teams, Valpo and all those other teams, in Missouri Valley. Who who knows? We'll see. Huh. All right. It's yeah. got to feel great to be a Purple Ace. Oh yeah. No, that's awesome. Absolutely. Uh. Yeah. So. I don't know too much about this, but I've been seeing some headlines about the uh, uh, the Astros yeah. who were in the World Series this year, right? They were against the uh, Expos, and they apparently there's a they may have actually stolen the 2017 World Series, which they won because mm -hmm. they were stealing signs. You know what stealing signs is, Rowdy? So when I first okay, so. I didn't read the article, but okay. when I first read the thing, I thought I assumed it was like street signs or just like <laughs> so the, they get like, lost going to the play, stadium, play like a champion today type <laughs> yeah. things from like the I stadiums. I wish somebody would steal that. Sign. So I was like, well, this. I mean, yeah, that just seems like some I don't know teenage pranks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not that. No. So you have signs in baseball. Catchers give signs to the pitcher in terms of what pitch to throw, okay. what's going on. If you've watched baseball enough to see the pitcher yeah, with his hand down between his legs, things, yeah. giving the fingers. And yeah. A lot of times they'll wear 
stickers or paint their fingernails so they're easier to see. Well, the problem in baseball comes when there is a runner on second base. Okay. Because if you're on second base, you can see right down to the catcher and see his signs. Okay. So what they do is they watch the sign. Yeah. Then they watch and see what pitch the pitcher threw. Okay. Now they have the sign. So now they know what a fastball is or a breaking ball okay. is or a curveball. So they've or a got slider. some people who are watching and then interpreting and passing that on to. Exactly. And so a lot of times the second baseman, the batter knows to watch the second baseman. So if he grabs the brim of his helmet, or t- touches the oh. top of his helmet or grabs his cup, that means fastball. Or if he grabs his left shoulder, that might mean slider. Or So they know what pitch, the, so therefore the batter knows what pitch is coming okay. and then has better odds of hitting it. How would, but how would they, even if they interpreted that, how would they communicate to the batter? That's what I'm saying. They touch their helmet. If they touch their helmet, the guy on second the base second. touches but his helmet. But how does the guy in sec- on second base know what the signals are? Well, because he's watching the pitcher. So the pitcher, if the pitcher throws up two fingers. So before he gets up, so the whole team has to know, <laughs> okay, these are their signals. So if you get on the second base, watch for this, and then give us some kind of sign what's coming. Yeah, well, they have to figure out their signal. So yeah. they're going to watch the first couple pitches. And if they see two fingers and it's a fastball, yeah. then they know two fingers means fastball. If they see just a pinky, they know that's low and outside. Huh. And so they, you have to watch some of the pitches first. Why don't they just keep their eye on the ball and hit it? Well, because that's hitting a baseball is one of the hardest things to do in sports. And hmm. if you don't know what's coming, it makes it even harder. And these things are coming in anywhere from 72 to 103 miles that's an true. hour. Yeah, I guess it doesn't seem so scary like the baseball that I've played. Well, like yeah. T-ball. T-ball where that's it's not just sitting, sitting yeah. there stationary. Yeah. Sometimes, though, that thing seems like it moves because you can whiff yeah. on a T, too. That's true. Or you huh. just hit the T. That, yeah, oh, wait, that's what I would usually yeah. do. So historically, stealing signs has always been a thing. There's stories from the 40s, 50s of guys that steal signs because they're watching the catcher. Uh-huh. The problem is with the 2017 Astros is they took a page out of the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick's book and set up a damn camera in the outfield that had a live feed uh, to a monitor in the tunnel behind the dugout. So okay. they're watching they the live feed. They got people out there watching. And to give the batter the signal, they're beating on a trash can in the tunnel so the batter can hear it. So they must have had some kind of rhythm or number of 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 taps on the trash can to make to to let them know what was coming. Interesting. But that's how they were doing. Huh. They've done all, there's been all kinds of things. There was a, oh, back in I think the 50s or 60s there was like a buzzer controversy. Huh. You'd hear this buzzer and the number of buzzes meant what pitch was coming for the batter and huh. guys have done this all the time, but now there's a big uproar in that where's the line drawn here oh, yeah. on stealing calls? Like if you're if you get on base and you get on second and you can see the catcher and steal the calls that way, okay, that's kind of part of the game. But if you're setting up CCTV cameras in the outfield Putting monitors, wiring them to monitors in the tunnel behind the uh, outside the dugout, back back down in the dugout, and then beating on a trash can to give the signals. That's crazy. This was too before they just installed a rule for 2019 about signal calling. Yeah, they're a lot they're a lot more um, strict about it these days. But so I don't know what kind of punishment is going to come down for this from two years ago. But they found out because of an uh, ex-Astro went to another team and said, hey, when we play the Astros, this is how they steal your calls. Well, so the guy who rat- ratted problem. them out is this guy, Mike Fires, mm-hmm. who Pitcher. now he plays for the, the Oakland A's. Is he at the A's? Okay. So, but he actually was on the team... When they won the World yep. Series in 2017, so, so what's he, his what's his motivation for ratting them out now? Well, because when they play the Astros, he's well, gonna- yeah. Except now, like if like <laughs> let's say like could they be stripped of their World Series win? Has that ever Astros, happened, or could that happen? I mean, I guess technically could happen. There's no way that happens the way I'm looking at it. Because it is part of the game. It's just getting a little too techy and a little mm. too sneaky for people's tastes, I think, these days. But no, nah, they're not going to strip them. I mean, I guess they could put some kind of sanction on them. They could technically, I guess, ban them from postseason play or fine them or 
Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to they, they, they could do the, any vacating of wins yeah. or anything like that like they do in college sports. But Well, do you think that they would have even made it to the World Series this year if they hadn't been doing that? That's a great I mean, question. That's the, other, that's the other thing. It's like That's the same question for the Patriots, right? Recording people's yeah, practices, that's true. turning off the headsets. Every time they played the Colts, the headsets would have a problem huh. so that the skybox couldn't talk to the sideline. Their headset, the Colts' headsets would go out, but New England's wouldn't. Huh. Every time they went to Gillette and played in New England, <laughs> the headsets would go out. The the ball deflation. Oh, yeah. There's all these little tricks of the trade. I mean, this stuff happens across the board in sports, no doubt. But there are certain teams that are, uh, that are more known for their shady practices like the Pets, and maybe now the Astros are going to become, become known for that, too. Hmm. I think, I mean, personally... It's over the top for me, cameras yeah. and monitors and but if you get to second and you're you can figure out their calls. Hey, yeah. That's part of the game. Yeah. But, but when, when you, you're rigging up cameras, when you got a zoom got lens on a camera right on, on the catcher can. and you're yeah, sending rhythmics uh rhythmic uh you know, what trash can beats. Huh. <laughs> you know, like that's a little tough. Huh. So I don't think anything will come of it, honestly. It's MLB. But I don't know. It does kind of taint it a little bit, and it's going to make everybody real paranoid now when they go play when they go play the Astros in Houston. What huh. is that, Minute Maid? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this guy, Danny Farquhar, who uh, played for the White Sox against the Astros in 2017, uh, said that he remembered hearing something coming from their dugout when yeah. he was on the mound. He said um, there was a banging from the dugout, almost like a bat hitting the bat rack every time a changeup signal got put down. Mm-hmm. After the third one, I stepped off. I was throwing some really good changeups, and they were getting fouled off. After the third bang, I stepped off. Yeah. See. So. It, it, hey, think about it. If you know what's coming, think about the likelihood. The perc- how, how high the percentages go up that you're going to make contact with that ball versus if you don't know what's hmm. coming. Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, that's interesting. Huge and then uh, Andy Martino from the Yankees mm-hmm. said this year during the American League Championship <coughs> Series, um, he accused them of relaying signs by whistling from their dugout. So, yeah, oh. this has been going on. Oh, yeah. This has been a thing in baseball forever. But specifically for the Astros. But it's like getting, that's, yeah. It's getting more huh. kind of blatant, huh? A little more ballsy when you're down there drumming on a trash can or whistling. or And when the pitchers are picking up on it. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, when a pitcher knows his changeup's working, he's going to keep throwing the changeup. And then all of a sudden you start hearing trash cans or whistles and they start fouling off all your changeups. With, especially within the same at bat, yeah, something squirrely. That's interesting. For sure. If you, ain't huh. cheat, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I guess so. Man, <laughs> I think they should just strip their World Series win. Hey, yeah, look but. at you. I kind of like it. You just come down, authority, <laughs> come down with yeah. the hammer. Hey, maybe they you gotta should. Gotta teach them. Should pin a letter to the editor to the uh, Houston newspaper. Who's the head of Major League Baseball? Oh, where's Snoop? I don't. I I don't remember now. Hmm. Are they the called the commissioner? The commissioner of Major League Baseball. Let me see here. It's a that new, would be Rob Manfred. Manfred, yeah. Who's a lawyer. He hadn't been the commissioner for too long. Yeah, it looks think. like he... Yeah, 2015 was when okay. he started. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Tweet at the commission. Hmm. Say, strip them. Take the title. Interesting. Well... We'll have to see what happens there. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that story uh, because that is that is interesting. Uh, so you want to uh, switch to some coats? <laughs> oh, go coats! So, man, uh, I know I picked. I think I picked the Colts to win you, last you week did. for Hot that, Taters that because that was the right pick. I mean, on paper, who did they play? Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins? One win. Okay, Miami Dolphins. The only thing I know about Dolphins is from, uh, what was that, Ace Ventura? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's about the only, my only familiarity with the I Dolphins. I think they have a lot of, I think it's the Dolphins that have a lot of minority owners. Like okay. J-Lo, Serena Williams. Interesting. They're all minority owners in huh. the Dolphins, because a lot of them live in Like Miami ethnically? 
What do you? No, not <laughs> minority owners in terms of amount of the team uh, that they own, okay. not in terms of race. <laughs> yes, they have a lot of P- POC owners. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, at least Serena and J Lo that I can think of. But when you watch football games in Miami, a lot of times like, I won't. The, the owners' box will have these celebrities uh, okay. and other athletes in there that are that are part owners of the team, but. So where did it all go wrong? Um, with the greatest kicker of all time. That's yeah. where it went wrong. Adam Vinatieri shanks the game winner. I mean, Rowdy, he missed this thing by 35 feet. The thing mm-hmm. turned a corner. I mean, it took a right angle as far away from the left, left goalpost as you possibly could get. It, I mean, it... it it, it goes to show you, I think kickers, like with a lot of other sports and games like golf, and think it's so mental. Because yeah. you can't be the greatest of all time. Well, he's also like almost 50 years old, which has something to do with it. But, I mean, this guy's the all-time leading scorer in the NFL, the greatest kicker of all time. He has... Three or four Super Bowl rings. He's hit some of the most clutch kicks in the history of the NFL in driving snow, wind, rain, inside, outside, to win the Super Bowl twice for the Pats. Yeah. And he has missed six or eight kicks this year. He's missed more kicks this year than he missed in like the last six or eight years combined. Wow. It's insane. You think he's just done? He's got to be. But the Colts are sticking with him, though. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have, you kind of gotta be cold blooded about this, right? Mm-hmm. Because why do you play football? You play football to win. The only reason you take the field is to win. And if this guy's costing you games, which by my arithmetic, he's cost him at least two games, mm-hmm. maybe three, at least made three down to the wire that shouldn't have been down to the wire, you gotta seriously consider politely asking <laughs> Vinatieri to retire. And if he doesn't retire, Got to cut That's him loose. You think the Patriots wouldn't cut Tom Brady oh, if no. Tom Brady started throwing interceptions they don't that have, cost him the game? They don't have Hoosier hospitality. You think that's what it is? You think it's Hoosier hospitality? I think so. You think Jim Irsay has just got so much Hoosier hospitality? Greg Ballard, all these well, guys. I think Irsay is so pilled up, he probably doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't even on. realize he that doesn't he even missed know that it. they lost. Oh, shucks. Don't yeah. worry, Vinatieri. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's pilled up and enjoying his all-you-can-eat buffet up there. <laughs> is hel- just trying to get, get back to the helicopter before he can't walk anymore to take him home. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know, man. you got to make a call. I, I think you got to make a call, especially when the Colts are legitimate contenders in the AFC South this year. Uh, once they get Jacoby Brissett back, they got a backup right now. Brian Hoyer is terrible. So, you know, this is this is uh, this is something you you probably be interested in. Uh, there almost wasn't an Adam Vinatieri in an alternate timeline. There is no Adam Vinatieri. That's right. He was never born. And it and it goes back to one of our uh, mutual interests here, Rowdy. <laughs> Native Americans. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you know this. I do know this. Yeah. Yeah, tell the story. Yeah. It's a good so one. So he grew up, Vinati- Adam Vinatieri grew up in uh, the Black Hills of South Dakota. Yeah. His great-great-grandfather was an Italian immigrant named Felix Vinatieri, and he served as George Custer's bandmaster. That's right. And he apparently, Custer apparently told uh, Felix to go back to camp instead of going with the rest of the regiment to Little Bighorn. They took their horses and left the. They took the band's horses and left the band behind. That's crazy. Yeah. So if the so if he had gone, he Dead would have been massacred, and we would have no kicker. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Man, there, the greatest kicker of all time <laughs> is only the greatest kicker of all time because George Custer told the band. Stay here. We're taking your horses. That is wild. Isn't that wild? Huh. He's also a third cousin to Evil Knievel. Dude, this guy <laughs> has got tons of tons of history in his Man. lineage. Man, that's wild. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, is it? it's kind of tough, too, to cut a guy that closely related to, uh, you know, 
George Custer, the metal little bighorn, and all that too. I mean, this guy's got a lot mm-hmm. going for him. But what would you do if he cost you games? Even though he's the greatest of all time, what would you do? I'd just let him finish this season, would you? and then we'd be like, "All right, there's your Hoosier hospitality." They're not going to win the Super Bowl anyway. No, Patriots so it's are like, win the Super yeah, Bowl. just yeah. I don't know. Just let, let, let him, him do, go. Let him do his thing. Let him have you know one last year. What about do, do you foresee a situation where Vinatieri says, "Guys, I'm letting the team down." I mean, he I'm should. Not doing it like steps. Do you think away, they're leaving falls it open on for sword. him to make that decision? I think they would definitely yeah. prefer that because it would make it a lot easier on the front office yeah. and to make it a lot easier, uh, you know, in terms of media coverage and all that. If if Vinatieri just says, "Hey, look, I'm gonna follow my sword. I'm, I don't have it anymore. I'm forty. I think he's like forty six or forty eight. Yeah, he's like yeah, yeah." You know, he just doesn't have it. Interesting thing is Pat McAfee talks a lot about this, too. And kind of, he, you know, he kicked with Adam and held for uh, Vinatieri so long that he knows when it's off and when it's not. And he huh. said, I saw it. You know, as soon as as soon as he went, I saw that it wasn't going to make it. But, I mean, they're not close calls either. They're not fender benders. Right. They're T-bone pile-ups, burning cars, Flipping over the guardrail misses. I mean, the, they're they're atrocious kicks. So it's who bad. who would replace him? Because like looking at the That's Colts the lineup, That's the they don't have a backup kicker. No. A lot of times, if the kicker gets hurt, then they put the punter in. Do teams to, normally to have a backup kicker? No. Huh. Usually, you have a kicker and a punter. A lot okay. of times, your punter is your holder for set pieces. So here we're looking at Rigoberto Giovanni Sanchez. Rigoberto Sanchez. And I don't know if... Uh, man, what is his... He's got a kind of funny nickname. I'll think of it. But I don't know if Sanchez can kick. Hmm. I, I, I mean, I know he's a punter. Well, what's a punter do? A punter is the guy that drop kicks it or free kicks it, where he catches the long snap himself and then kicks it. Where a field goal kicker, it's hiked to the holder. It's a, called a set piece or a set kick. So if and you're they a punter, hold it like Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a punter, are you just kicking it to wherever? Mm-hmm. You're, it, it, you're changing. You're flipping the field. So like usually on fourth down, if you don't get if you don't get a first down and it's fourth and three or whatever, then you're punting it. You're giving it to the other team. So you're it's like a volley. Is your goal just to? Uh, is your goal? Just to kick it as far as you can, and that's it. Not always. It you can directional kick it. You can kick it to where it has a uh, different kind of spin. Okay. You can try to kick it out of the back of the end zone so they don't have a chance to return it and give them the twenty five yards on a touchback. It seems you, like that's what like you want to do is kick it to coffin corner. It seems like that's like the easiest position on a football until team. they guys start running it back and you got a two hundred twenty pound pound guy running full speed and you're the last guy to stop him oh, that's also okay. the punter's responsibility typically mm. you're the last guy and pat mcafee had some hellacious tackles in his day really yeah he laid a couple dudes out huh but yeah so kicking is much more of the pressure end than punting okay typically unless you're at alabama and then just anybody who uses their foot on the ball is terrible what do they call that? The gyps? The yips. The yips. Mm-hmm. Well. That's more in baseball in, typically, in, but yes. In German, they say the yips. In English, we say the gyps, right? Mm, we pronounce the J like a Y. Is that right? <laughs> Is that how it's spelled? <laughs> I, I, no, I think it's yips. I don't know. You I can just, get the yips just, in golf. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Were you just shanking things left and right or pushing things mm-hmm. or hooking things yeah uh that's probably a pretty good description of what's happening with vinatieri now is he has the yips or he's just at the end of the line yeah at the end of his rope he's used all of his kicks yeah they're all gone he has a fine he had a finite number of kicks kicks. (laughs) yeah and he had more than most people yeah huh and he used them well yeah but he seemingly has run out yeah i don't know man i'm more cutthroat if i were a colts fan I mean, back when I was a Colts fan, sat mm-hmm. through the 
what was the one and one and fifteen or two and fourteen season of Curtis Painter yeah. and the refusal to make any kind of adjustments to address any problems. This new regime doesn't seem like they're that kind of they take that kind of approach. But it's tough. I mean the guy's a Hall of Famer. The guy's the best to ever do it. How do you tell him you're done, sit down? Right. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. But hmm. it's about winning games. So are we about winning or are we about Feeling all warm and fuzzy for Vinatieri's last season as he blows games left and right. Because he doesn't like it either. He's the ultimate competitor. He doesn't like this. No way. Well, Frank Reich says, Adam's our kicker. He says yeah. that he and Chris Ballard, who's the general manager, have mm-hmm. talked about the situation. He says, obviously, there have been other kickers in here. When you take a look, we believe Adam is the answer. So... I don't think they're doing anything. I, I don't we'll think see. they will we'll either. See. But if he blows another game, they got to do something. Yeah. I mean, you lost to a 1-8 and eight Miami team, the second worst team in the NFL behind the Bengals. Now, you did have a backup quarterback who is terrible <laughs> because Jacoby Brissett's injured right now. But that – I mean, even you picked it, Rowdy. That was a no-brainer. <laughs> Colts should have won that game. No doubt about uh, it. I just – I think I might be the problem – you think you jinxed them? I think I jinxed them. Now, do you... Or pre- yinxed do, them. Yeah, I was going to say, we say jinx, but yeah. yeah. So in, you in Germany, them. you would say you yinxed, yinxed them, but yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I think that's the problem. It's like... Ikava yinxed them. I should just yeah. constantly pick... Even though it's going to cost me, I should always pick the Colts to lose. Because then they win every single time. And you pick the Pats to win and they'll lose? Is that how that works? Is it like... Uh, uh yeah it seems thing. to be yeah it seems to be <laughs> i hope so yeah man uh, well speaking of the colts lineup yeah. uh you think that they might be bringing kaepernick in i hear he's working out i hear he's working out so uh, yeah so basically this saturday the nfl what a great day to work somebody yeah. out on a saturday yeah the huh? nfl is hosting a private workout to showcase his abilities to NFL teams. And so far, uh, the teams that have said that they're planning to attend this workout are the Falcons, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Giants, wow, uh, the Jets, and the Buccaneers. Um, Some of those I can see. Others I'm thinking, what are the Pats? And uh, the Lions working people out for. Although Matt Stafford has been hurt. Uh, the Patriots, uh, Belichick said that he wasn't sure if they would attend. Uh, but then someone else said that they're going to have someone there. Yeah, Saturday's the travel day. You got games yeah. on Sunday. What a terrible... You should work out on a Monday. Yeah. So Eric Reed, who uh-huh. is uh, he took famous a for, mm-hmm. for taking a knee with, mm-hmm. with Kaepernick. On the 49ers, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He said... He spells his name wrong, by the way. Uh, that is true. Yeah. R-E-I-D. Yeah. That's ride. If yeah. you're pronouncing it, again, to the German pronunciation, E-I, you pronounce I. And I-E, I-E is, e. is E. That's right. So, and you know the R-E-I-D from my genealogical research, uh, I figured out is a family feud. <laughs> the reeds and the reeds. They changed yep. to I-E. Mm-hmm. They changed to E-I mm-hmm. to get at the I-E's. And knowing... The older generations of my Reed family. Yeah, that sounds just like something Reeds would do. <laughs> so, were you ever? Was your family ever? I E. No, we were always double E. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Eric Ride, uh, <laughs> he said, you know, talking about the practice being on a Saturday, he said, at this point, I'll believe it when I see it. He said, it feels like a yeah. PR stunt again. Yeah. It kind of does. Uh, being on a Saturday, he said, what decision makers are going to be able to attend that workout? Mm-hmm. Um, he said, the other strange thing was that the teams, it was reported that the teams were interested in Colin, but they reached out to the league about it. He said, that's strange, so we'll see what happens. He said, uh, it feels like the same play from NF from the NFL. It feels disingenuous. They told Colin he has an opportunity and that the league will send representatives from each team, but it's the Saturday before a game. Teams are traveling on Saturdays. What head coach or GM is going to be able to make this trip? But as far as I know, Colin is going to be there and he's going to perform because I know he's ready. Three years out of the league. 
So of those teams, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, the Buccaneers, who could use him the most? Bengals, Jets, Bucks are the ones that stick out right away. The Bengals are winless. The Bucks have Jay Boo, Jameis Winston, who it, the guy the guy makes no sense. He'll throw three or th- four touchdowns one game and then throw five interceptions the next. Hmm. Uh, Jets, the Jets are terrible. It, it's hard to know what's going on with them. So those are three teams right off hmm. the bat. Falcons, I don't know what their backup situation is. Matt Ryan, I mean, he's got a $120, $130 million deal. Hmm. Um, you say the Patriots? Yeah. What if Tom Brady gets cut for Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be That would beautiful. be sick. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, Bengals for sure should work him out. Um Miami should work him out, although they're tanking for a first-round draft pick, so they're going to get Tua Tagamilo or Jalen Hurts or uh, Joe Burrows or something like that. Hmm. Um, man, it does kind of sound... But why would the NFL do this? This is seemingly kind of blown over, hasn't it, for the <sighs> NFL? They paid yeah. him off, undisclosed huge settlement. Right. Um, it's th- They're three years out from this. Nobody kneels anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they bringing this back up? I wonder if this was part of the settlement deal. I don't know. Uh, somebody asked Eric Eric Ride mm-hmm. if this workout is progress. He said, I'll quote Malcolm X. Oh, nice. If you stick a knife nine inches in my back and pull it out six, it's not progress. It's still a knife in my back. So we'll see what happens. I like it. By any <laughs> means necessary, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. So. Yeah. But yeah, the Colts. The Colts. Uh, Colts uh, could work him out. Yeah. When when they, they were better asked, though, Frank Reich said he hadn't discussed with the manager. Oh, really? uh, and a team Greg source Valley. said that the Colts would keep their decision internal. Uh, said that the team generally doesn't comment on workouts with a free agent. Classic vanilla Colts. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. No, they could use him for. Sh- uh, I mean. Ryan Hoyer's terrible. They need a better backup. Jacoby, I don't know. He's he should be back this coming week. Um, but I hope he gets a spot. He deserves a spot. Now whether he can still play or not, I don't know. Three yeah. years out of the league's a long time. And he's what, thirty two or something now, mm. I think. Which isn't super Pretty old, old, but you're getting old. Younger you know. than us. Yeah, you know, it, unfortunately, every professional athlete outside Adam <laughs> Vinatieri yeah. is younger than us. Yeah, and Drew Brees. Oh man, Drew Brees is older than us, but but by a few years. I mean, we could have gone to college with Drew Brees. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, oh man, that's depressing to think about. I remember that watching uh, football. It was Joseph Adai for the Colts. That really was the first time that happened to me where they talked about how old he was. And I think he and I have real close birthdays because I remember he has a birthday in February close to mine. And just thinking like, that guy and I are the same exact age. And he is mowing people down on a football field, making millions of dollars. And I'm slinging cameras in a little (laughs) tiny camera shop in Indy. Like, yeah, that was was an eye-opening Revelation for sure when that happened. Man, Good grief. Well, sticking with uh, uh, local sports, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk Pacers a little bit. Okay. So, Pacers. Pacers young, looking good. Their home stadium. Yes. Is Market Square uh, Arena. Used to be Market Square Arena. Did you go watch them implode that? Uh, I totally missed it. I would have loved to no, have seen that. No, that... Um, that was for what, that, 10 years ago? That was in 99. Oh, that, wow. Yeah. That long? Jeez. Yeah, that was in 99. I remember... Because we lived in... Greenf- I lived in Greenfield at yeah. the time. And, God, 20 years uh, ago? I remember when they did it. Because you could, you could hear the... In Greenfield? Yeah, you could hear it. But we couldn't oh, see it. Like right. I remember, uh, what is yeah. that? Twenty miles. Yeah, yeah. about yeah. Um, Jeez. So yeah. Um, Sick. But yeah, the uh, so since then Last place they've El- been Elvis playing. Uh, so initially, their new stadium was called uh, Conseco Fieldhouse, right. 
And then Conseco changed, well, they changed their name to CNO Financial Group and then changed the name from Conseco Fieldhouse to Banker's Life Fieldhouse. And so it's been called that uh, for years now. But uh, the uh, CNO decided that they would not renew their contract for the naming rights. So as Mm. of this past June, Sports, sports, sports stadium, that contract is over. Dude, so since the, past June of eight or June of since 19? June of twenty nineteen, oh. so Baker's Life is getting free publicity because their name is still on it. It's like when you buy a billboard until somebody else puts it up. Yeah, your, your action stays up there. Yep, dude. Yeah, so they paid about. Uh, I think the naming rights were two million dollars a year for that twenty year contract, mm. uh, and it also included fifty five million dollars more. For a separate sponsorship, so about ninety-five million dollars total. Um, so, as of now, they've been in discussions with uh, some potential uh, 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 partnership. Uh, oh, this ought to be good. But they got a short list. No. Oh no! They've not announced any any. Oh, uh, we should come up with a short list. Well, I have one. Okay. So I I looked up. On Zipia.com, <laughs> which uh, Zipia, they're not sponsors of this podcast. How would you say that in German? Uh, That's an S set in there somewhere. Right? Uh, man, I don't know how you would say that. <laughs> I don't because I don't know that they do the double P's. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Z-I-P-P-I-A, uh, they say that they are the career expert. So they have a list of the 100 largest companies in Indiana for 2019. Oh, nice. So I thought I'd take a look at this yes, and see. Let's do it. So there's the, some obvious ones. The top 10 is about what you'd expect. So we've got um, starting at number one, we've got Cummins, yeah. Anthem, okay. Eli Lilly and Company. Mm-hmm. And then for number four, we have the state of Indiana. Oh. Then Indiana University. Okay. Uh, a company called Berry Global, B-E-R-R-Y, which uh, they are the leading manufacturer of injection molded plastic packaging, thermoform products, flexible products, and tapes and oh, coatings. God, they're those packages that those blister packs that are impossible I, to open. Are I from believe Indiana? so. They're from God. they're uh, headquartered of in Evansville. Uh, and then oh, number seven races? and number eight are both Purdue University. Somehow. How does that work? I have no idea. And then number nine is Franciscan Health, and number ten is Zimmer Biomet. Um, so I mean, Zimmer uh, Zimmer Biomet. Yeah, which they are a pharmaceutical or they're a medical device company. Uh, Sound like they in make Warsaw hernia mesh. <laughs> so they that's what comes to mind. So I mean, Cummins. I mean, that's. That's, not a, gonna, that's a Hoosier, yeah. a Hoosier company. Yeah, out of Columbus. Could be the Cummins Coliseum, Ooh, potentially. Not bad. Um, the universities are out, right? Yeah, You're they're not. not gonna, yeah, they're yeah. not going to do anything. Um, I mean, it would be kind of cool if the state of Indiana just said, "Yeah, it's it's, it's like the Hoosier Dome. Bring yeah. back like the Hoosier Dome exactly. that used we'll to exist." Square. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. So I don't know. Um, but if we go a little bit further, what about Eli Lilly, don't what what was uh, a big drug they made? Uh, Prozac. Prozac. Yeah. Prozac Palace. The Prozac Palace. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Now that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Leave your troubles behind right. and come to the Prozac Palace. We'll solve all your yeah. problems. Yeah. Prozac Palace. Through the miracle Where of modern chemistry. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's it. Man. Um, and all their uh, cups could look like Prozac pills. Oh yeah, you know they also. Dude, what this was is their? A, this, um, this is a ninety million dollar idea. Um, Everything comes in uh, uh, milligrams. <laughs> didn't they have? Um, oh, Cialis. Oh, Cialis Stadium. Stand up for the Pacers. Yeah. Man, okay. <laughs> That's uh, Cialis and Prozac. Yeah, yep. All the men's rooms could be sponsored by Cialis. Ooh, and also not only that. Guess what? what? This was a study uh, from May of 2019. Eli Lilly's erectile dysfunction drug Cialis shows signs of reversing heart failure in sheep. Say what? Yeah. So, dude. Yeah. The University of Manchester uh, did a study, and wow. uh, yeah, so they're giving sheep's Cialis. 
<laughs> it seems like that probably didn't start as a study. That probably started as, you know, someone just, I don't know. Getting Cialis up and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that the bathtub commercials? In the field, I believe so. See, they're yeah. on a sheep. They're on yeah. a sheep pasture. Yeah, in those bathtubs. So that would be awesome. All of the VIP suites could have, could have bathtubs. bathtubs, and you could hold hands with your yes. loved one. Yes, with your partner. I like that. Mm. Um, I like. Yeah, everything's in milligrams. Pill cups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody's smiling. Oh yeah, everybody's happy. That could okay. be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if we go further down the list of the top one hundred, though. There's some interesting ones. I mean, Steak and Shake's on there. I don't think Steak and Shake's going to be around in... Uh, no? Uh, They're no. going to get killed I, off I, by... I, uh, Shake Shack. Sh I was going to say, uh, I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, Shake Shack? Yeah, they're, they're going to... Um, yeah, they're, I, I think they're going away. Is Pizza King in the top 100? Oh, let me look. Uh, pizza... Because that's only East Central Indiana. No, we have no, we have no Pizza King. Uh, and Pizza King doesn't have 90 million. No, but <laughs> this is this is interesting though. Uh, number sixteen, Hacienda Mexican restaurants. Seriously? Yes, they apparently those things are everywhere. I didn't know that they were all under the same umbrella. So they're based in South Bend, Indiana, mm -hmm. Mayor of, uh, home of Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Uh, they have thirteen thousand employees in the state. Apparently, I wonder how much Hacienda money Mayor Pete gets. I don't know. He does like that corporate money. I mean, think about that. If you if you call it like El Grande Hacienda, or well, yeah. let's see, it's a it ends in an A, so it would be like La Gran La Gran Hacienda. Well, and don't you put the don't you flip the adjectives and nouns? Oh, in like Spanish? La Hacienda La, La Hacienda Grande. Yeah, so it'd be like uh, Pacer Hacienda. Is that how you would say it? La Hacienda Pacers or Pacers Hacienda? La Hacienda Pacers. Well, we can't put the Pacers name in there. Oh, because it's just the stadium. Yeah. yeah but yeah, if it, was the big, if it was basically, you just call it the big Hacienda. Just call it Laha. 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 Yeah. yeah. Where are you going? Oh, game night. Going Laha. To Laha. I mean, chips and salsa for everyone. Oh, Free chips yeah. and salsa. With Prozac um, sprinkled on with, it. <laughs> with some Prozac. Uh, or Cialis. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Man, I think that could, I think that could be interesting. Yeah, I've eaten at a lot of haciendas around Indiana. Yeah, that surprised me that they were up that me too. that high. Sixteen. Um, Sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Um, what else we got? They are they are ahead of finish line. Finish line is Whoa. number uh, twenty seven. Uh, they have. I forgot finish line was Indiana. Yeah, they have eight thousand two hundred employees. It could be the the finish line field house. Yeah, not bad. Um, the other one, uh, another one that's kind of interesting is Hillenbrand. Now, Hillenbrand. What is that? They are a conglomerate. Um, but essentially what they, what they started out as is the Batesville casket company. Okay. So okay. it's, yeah. so, it, and that's like, uh, th this Hillenbrand is like a, multi-billion dollar right. company it's ridiculous the casket like, company's big yeah. deal so they they provide all kinds of funeral related what would you stuff call it? the big coffin box I, I, that was i was trying to i was trying to figure that out like um yeah like i mean just the coffin yeah yeah the coffin or the casket like uh -huh. um welcome to the casket yeah i like, like that. that's kind of cool where opponents come to die. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's, I think there's something there. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to put Batesville in there, no. but you're going to imply it. You can right. imply it. Again, you could replace the bathtubs with casket, like luxury caskets. Every luxury suite gets a casket. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, I like that. They could just, they the, could put the, together some of those, like, the funeral videos of, like, all, you know, the oh, montage ooh. of, like, Ken Burns effect photos yes. of, like, all the Colts players. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think there's something there. They also, they own a bunch of, um, uh, basically, like, industrial equipment uh, okay. manufacturers. So, huh. uh, so Hillenbrand owns Batesville, but underneath that, they've got all these companies. There's, Coperion, Rotex, Terrasource, 
able pump technology yeah like wow. all, all these other companies that that they own so what about roche diagnostics oh uh, let's see if roche is they on here be in there right top 100 what's the now these are these are employees? by these are by employees oh, okay, that I'm looking for. yeah it's okay. top employers so that means that like yeah uh yeah if we're looking at that that's where and that's probably why Arts Pur- isn't on purdue there. is up there yeah. <laughs> uh things like uh master brand cabinets in mm. jasper has 11,000 employees wow. so they're number uh 19 uh one good name is uh number 15 is thor industries oh that so they, they do uh i think they make rvs or something oh up in elkhart or something. yeah so you could yeah. name it like valhalla or mm-hmm. asgard or something like that the bago yeah though the one that I, I i think is is kind of fun is there's there's a company on the list number 58 is just called applesauce <laughs> And it says they're based in Fort Wayne, and they have 3,558 employees. Um, now, they, they, they're they two spots behind Shoe Carnival. Uh, Shoe Carnival's in Shoe here? Carnival is, yeah, at, based in Evansville. Wow. So, but, so I looked up Applesauce just to see yeah. what they do, and the description just says, about Applesauce. Applesauce, or Applesauce as one word, is a sauce made of apples. It can be made with <laughs> flat top or unpeeled apples and a variety of spices. They literally just make applesauce? They don't do anything, as far as I can tell. If you click on their website, their website is applesauceinc.com. And that uh, that domain is for sale. So I think this list may be a little suspect. Mm-hmm. but Or this is some kind of secret yeah. company, secret entity. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on... Uh, the big hacienda. I like that. I think that that would be awesome. Or just yeah. Laja. Yeah. Laja. I mean, that's 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 a killer. It could name. become a whole section of town. You're in the Laja. Oh yeah. Well, and whoever whoever sponsors this, I think they're going to be asked to uh, foot the bill for. They're doing all kinds of other development around the field house. Oh. So there's going to be this huge. Well, they did Georgia Street. Yeah. So they're they, they're okay. they're adding a lot down wow. there. So there's the old the uh, Marion County Jail is moving. Oh. And the so one that right into, there on 65. That's, that's right. Yeah. That, yeah. So right, uh, well, no, right. It's like right by the field house. There's there's a jail. Oh yeah. Like just around the corner. So I think that's all going to be connected to all this. So they're going to get rid of that, move that to a different part of town, and so it's going to be. Uh, this huge new development over there. Wow. So cool. Well, but we'll see. I'm still rooting for Prozac. Yeah. Well, that's Eli that, Lilly. That, yeah. They got the coin. The Cialis Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there. Uh, yeah, Prozac I, think, Palace. I think we got some good ideas here. Yeah. So uh, if you are uh, involved in management of uh, any of these companies or the field house, just <laughs> contact us and, right. and we'll, we, we can talk further. We'll hook you up. Um, we got some branding. We're ideas, ideas people. Yeah, that's right. Uh, finally, I thought we could, uh, you know, since Snoop is out in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. for his computer school convention or whatever he's at. Yeah. Some kind of nerd reckoning. Yeah. He missed, (laughs) he missed out on a huge opportunity today. Oh yes. While he was doing whatever he was doing, watching nerds make charts or whatever. Yeah. Data points coming in. He could have headed at noon to 5893 West Tropicana Avenue in Las Vegas to Jose Canseco's Showtime Car Wash. Oh my God, are you serious? Yes, since the end of October. So October 24th was the grand opening of Jose Canseco's Showtime Car Wash. He will be there every Wednesday. Every oh every Wednesday he is at He got that idea from us. Or what's the girlfriend? Uh, Manager uh, Morgan, girlfriend Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. She listened to us oh, and yeah. realized every sure. Wednesday she's got where my it's number. at. Yeah. Uh, Literally. So yeah. Jose Canseco's Showtime Car Wash has the cheapest gas in town. Uh, if you show up on Wednesdays, Jose Canseco will be there for $45. You can sign up for the Home Run Club, which means you get unlimited hand washes Sunday through Thursday. You get gas and store discounts plus a free autographed baseball or Dude. any other item you bring in. I Snoop gotta... totally missed out. Oh, yeah. He could have met Jose. Uh, uh, he tweeted today. He said, I'm going to be there at noon today. Stop by and sign up for the Home Run Club and get your stuff autographed. Now, he did meet Joe Theismann. 
This week? Yeah. Did you see that Who's picture that? come across Joe Theismann, no. Redskins uh, quarterback? Nah, not back familiar. from like the 70s, 80s. I forget which era. Are you saying Heisman? Theismann. His name is Theismann. Mm, I, don't, I think it's Heisman. He broke his leg in half on the field. I think the T is the silent. Field. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the T is silent. Yeah. No, he is not Heisman. He is Theismann. But uh, it's actually, his name was Theismann, but he changed oh, the pronunciation sh- of Theismann when he was at the, I think he went to one of the military academies. No? No? It's Theismann. It's an EI. It's a Theismann. There's a story about it being Theismann, and he Well, then his it. family must have mispronounced it's it because... They had a if few, he, too. If he goes back in... in to Deutschland. Know, this, this, is, this is a German name. To the Mutterland. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, is, it is for sure a German name. So, it is it is Theismann. So, he did meet him, but I'd rather meet Jose Canseco yeah. and get a car wash get, discount. Get a, sign up for the Home Run Club and get an autograph. He'd autograph anything. I gotta, I gotta tell my buddy Pete that lives out in Vegas about this. On Wednesdays. Every, every Wednesday, Wednesday. If you are ever in Vegas... Make I'm there, sure I'm there quite a bit. I'm going to this next time I go to Vegas. Stop off, like I said, Sh- Jose Canseco's Showtime Car Wash, fifty-eight ninety-three West Tropicana Avenue. Man, check it out. I've been there like four times the last five years. That's pretty good. Let, yeah, let's do this. And if you go, ask him about Bigfoot. Ask him about aliens. Oh, for sure. Because this guy knows. I'm gonna say you want to get in my nice clean car and just roll up to Area Fifty One <laughs> and check things out. Yeah, let's he do might this. do it. Yeah, he let's might do, do it. this, Jose. Shh. Man, anything else? I think that's it. So that's it. We did it. Episode 115, we did sports as always. I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey. Yes. Uh, Jet Belly Music. The Commissioner, Brandon Casburn. Food Editor, Dennis Chu. And the Honorary Ball Boy this week is... Ball Boys, the Anderson University men's basketball team oh. I watched on television the other night. Okay. They were on ESPN3 playing Ooey Pooey mm-hmm, down in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Jags took it home, 72-55. Nice. Well, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. I never check that Gmail, do you? No. So if you got questions I in think there, Snoop we should, allegedly we should check, does. We should check that out. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget to rate us and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? How about it?